And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. You're approaching some rough weather. Please climb to 42,000 feet. Well, Denver. We have a visitor. Hello. Hi. This is Captain Over, Mr. Murdoch, and Mr. Boston. This is Joey Hammond. Oh, hi, Joey. Come on up here. You can see better. Joey, we have something here for our special visitors. Would you like to have it? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sure. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Do you want me to check the weather, Clarence? No, why don't you take care of it? Joey, you ever hang around the gymnasium? Have you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison? We'd better get back now, Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while if you'd like. Could I? Okay, if you don't get in the way. Flight 209 to Denver Radio. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Brian Ellison. And I'm Langley West. And uh, today, episode 118 for the glory that is Rome. <laughs> um, we're we're going to talk about films that are set in Rome. So we're going to, it's kind of a catch-all in that it's, it gathers up a couple of little topics that we can bundle together and sure. make one big topic. Sure. Um, and we're going to get into what all that stuff is. But it, we're talking Roman films, gladiators. Uh, yeah. My my measuring stick for this show is, does it have muscles, sweat, skirts, and sandals and leather? And boobs. And boobs. There's that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there, there was this very specific time for these. There's always been this a- attraction to Roman things because I've... There's a lot about it. It goes deep in a lot of different ways. There was the biblical epic, which we kind of already talked about right. once before. Um, but, you know, they're muscly guys walking around and, and, and doing their thing, doing noble things for noble causes. Right. Well, um, Langley mentioned the, the idea of skirts, and that covers what you call peplum films, which pep, uh, peplum is a Greek term for tunic. So uh, peplum is kind of the Italian... Uh, historical movie, but they're usually low-budget films, and there's a whole slew of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are uh, they are to uh, historical uh, epics um, the way spaghetti westerns are to westerns. So peplum can mean sword and sandal, and usually they're also kind of derogatory terms, at least initially when they were first being used. But as, as was spaghetti western. Yeah, as yes, was like very pink, true. pinky violence mm-hmm. and yeah. All that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The, and the whole, uh, unlike some of these other historical epics that we'll talk about, Peplum, it, it got started back in the silent era uh, in Italy, uh, but the what most people know is the Hercules movies and the Samson movies and the Ursus series, etc., gladiator right. films. That was really late 50s to early 60s, and then they got uh, replaced by Skip, I, I, Skip Eddie Westerns. Yeah, I saw, I, I, from what I was looking at, it was 58 
through 65. And they were Pretty much, re- yeah. And they were replaced by both the Spaghetti Western and also the Euro Spy movie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the directors who were working in these types of films went on and became spaghetti western directors. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, well, Sergio Sergio Leone, Leone. Yeah. yeah, did yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Colossus of Rhodes, and then did the movies that we know him for. Right, right, right. Well, I think everyone at some point, especially if you were an Italian director, everyone at some point. I mean, I I want to say Mario that, Bava. Yeah, was involved yeah, yeah. In uh, Ricardo Freda has one early on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they returned to favor in the late. What, what do I have? Eighty-two. Um, yeah, nineteen eighties. With the uh, with the launch of Conan the Barbarian. Right. Then suddenly they were back in that. Well, business. you know, and, they and probably still have the set laying around. Yeah, and and there was there was this resurgence or not resurgence but there was this this um you know everybody was making fantasy movies right mm-hmm. so everybody had a dragon everybody but what that meant was everybody there was there was big muscle it was the return to formula big muscle guys swords right um leather borrowing you know, heavy from like biblical sort of yeah. iconography the the gladiator iconography is, these movies are movies that i didn't kind of it didn't occur to me to put them in any kind of a a, a box when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Sure. But I knew them. I knew what, you know, like I knew one when I saw one, and I always liked them. I remember, I, I, I don't remember the title, but I remember watching a movie, and it had Thesus, and or it, uh, it, it, it had these glick, these Greek mythological characters mm-hmm. in it that weren't, weren't Hercules and weren't right. uh, Perseus. One I didn't remember until I was reading my notes was Machiste. Machiste, <laughs> who was this like Spartacus, essentially. With right, a different, right. But uh, he, yeah, he, he, he occurs in the early films. He occurs in, like, in, the, in the teens and the 20s. And then his character gives a resurgence. in the. He was actually the, a sidekick character in the movies, but he was popular. So they yeah. uh, back in the... Uh, in the early days of film, and so they broke him out into um, uh, his own character. And then when they did the, when he had kind of the resurgence back in the late 50s and early 60s, he got a lot of films. I think a couple of dozen films yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was you know, equal, on, the on, an, on an equal to like Steve Reed. Yeah, yeah, and these guys all crossed over. So a lot of these guys who played Hercules, would play Ursus, would play Machiste, etc. You know, when you're talking about the, the Peplum films of the 80s, the only one I ever remember seeing, which was terrible, was the 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 Barbarians, and they had these two brothers that were like bodybuilders, oh, yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. and David Paul. Remember that one? Yeah, they were yeah. bodybuilders. Uh, that was yeah. that was horrible. Well, there was there was a, in the eighties there was like uh, there was a whole series of Ator the Flying Eagle. Ator the Flying Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Usually started people like um, what's his name? Miles what? O'Keefe. Yeah, Miles. O'Keefe. Yeah, Miles O'Keefe. Yeah, Mr. Um, Tarzan. Yeah. There was another dude, somebody brown. I, I can't remember it. Your uh, no, God dang it. Uh, I've got There's Eric, a bunch Eric of Allen Kramer. Um, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno was in some of these. Yeah, Lou yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a did a Hercules movie that you remember that? Fulci did. Yeah, Conquest. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Least, I think that's the one of Sybil Danning. Stop motion robots. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the same kind of kind of drag, you know. It's the it's the it's the it's the hero's journey incarnate. Right. You know, often it's either revenge. It's the. It's the. It's the. Uh, it's uh, often they're 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 often standing up for the downtrodden. Right. You know, there's there's yeah. somebody's yeah. somebody's I'm been Spartacus. enslaved. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, and usually it involves like the the early well the 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 peplum films usually involves like uh, two women. One will be a, a a good woman, the other one will be like an evil woman, and they're usually vying for the hero's attention. And usually it deals with a, a a village that's being attacked by some horrible group, and mm-hmm. and so they they do follow a a, a typical type of uh, pattern. Um, and of course, you got the muscular hero, right? And then when the and they're usually poorly dubbed. Poorly dubbed. With the addition of like the Hercules to the to the yeah. mix, now you get monsters. Now you get yeah, Sinbad. Yeah. Now you get sure um, uh, a couple of these. One of the ones that jumped off that isn't exactly set in this exact time period, but I think it applies. It uh, your the hunter from the future. Yeah, <laughs> that's Red Brown. That's Red Brown. Yeah. That's yeah, the one yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah, to think yeah. of. Man, I can see that via but they did box. A, there, was, there was characters they all liked. We talked about Her- Hercules, Machiste. I've got Ursus, Samson, Goliath. There was a TV yeah. series called Sons of Hercules. Um, Steve Reeves, who, who they did 14 Steve Reeves films, which I, is just, just basically gay porn. Not gay porn, but was it was definitely st- gay erotica. I, I was going to say the Steve Reeves films are probably what most of... Uh, mainstream audiences in America probably fir- that was probably their first exposure to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know it was for me. Um, I remember Hercules and Hercules Unchained. Yeah, those um, were the two big ones. Yeah, I yeah. think those are the only Hercules movies he did. I believe were just those two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember you know they they'd show double feature, and sure, and they would take stories. Uh, they would take like other Greek. Tales that had nothing to do with Hercules, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. now he's he's going after the Golden Fleece, and he's, right, right, right. he's tearing down a temple, you know, a la Samson. Well, I would, and, speaking of the Golden Fleece, I would throw a little Jason and the Argonauts in on, oh, on all this stuff. Absolutely, I, yeah, I, that that's that works. Yeah, I think both Jason and the Argonauts and Class of the Titans yeah, falls yeah, under yeah. this. I, you know, it was probably my love of Sinbad that made me even pay any attention to these movies in the first place. Sure. There's people running around with swords. People and, and fighting. Yeah, and fighting and yeah. And and occasionally, every now and then, a monster. Right. <laughs> Not a good monster. No. But, but that was part of the charm, I think. Very rarely was there a good monster <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Machiste films that were in the um the the sixties, they were all over the map. So he, he was all he was like time traveling. Uh, he he could be in Ancient times, he could be in Scotland in the, you know, 16th century or something. It was rather bizarre. He was, in fact, he, he, he could have been a part of our time travel uh, broadcast. He was kind of like uh, a Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There could only be one, and it's Machiste. Yeah. Machiste. Why? That's got to be one just, of the um, greatest names. Yeah, I was just, I've been thinking <laughs> all day. I'll be honest with you. Doing my research, I've been thinking all day about can you change your name to? Because that would be such. Who is who is that guy? That's a machiste. <laughs> That's right. Machiste, don't text. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody make that happen. That's so funny. Um, which brings me to Victor Mature. Yeah, I have to. I have to ask though before we get going. So, so I, I'm assuming we like these movies, right? We find them fun, entertaining. These, these, the Peplum movies. I think they. Go ahead. I mean, because what what what's the attraction? Why why so many of these? Why do people like them? I mean, maybe it's a different cultural thing, but because obviously, like I was saying earlier, it's like 
the, the, the overdubbing kind of amuses me, so I got a kick out of that. So I thought that was kind of cool. And of course, people's their their acting is not very good, and the, everything's very simple and not low budget. But I, I always got a kick out of them, and I always kind of enjoyed them. And I wonder, like, why people gravitate towards these movies? Well, do you I, think? In my particular case, I I, I watched these movies at a particular age, mm-hmm. and so um, the 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 idea of it's an. I think it's an age when adolescent boys are like. I. I. I at the very least, no, want to look. Are to look, <laughs> I want to look like that. Sure. You know? I mean, it's like, See, it's like so, back of the comic book. Man. Yeah, exactly. It's like the back of the comic book. It's like when you first. Why I still do sit ups. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that that's part of it. Um, I think that, uh, like I've said before, I think we. Um, appreciate really good films but I think we love bad films yeah they and say I was just reading an article about how the they say the love of bad films is a sign of intelligence yeah <laughs> Which, I don't know that I probably I, written I'm by a big fan <laughs> of trauma films it was an inter- internet article <laughs> well part of it could just be the idea that if you if you put on Ben-Hur it's like you kind of have to pay attention right Right. If, you, if you put on Hercules Unchained or Hercules versus the Mole Men or whatever these titles that they have out there, you don't really have to think about it. And it is yeah. kind of relaxation maybe for the mind if you're going to go the well, route like, of... Like any the, bad the, film. But I think part of it, I'm sure, is it was a, a really good-looking guy walking around half-naked and it being, it's, it being acceptable because it was a historical film, sure. which, which, which brought up a, a, a it was cl- they were clean so they could be aired. That's how I came to these films was that they were aired incessantly on the local TV right. uh, yes. movie yeah. of Same the week. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, with the, anything you get with repetition comes a fondness, in right. way, I guess. And every now and then, you know, not all these movies are, are crap, you know, I mean, like... It, not talking about the biblical films, but I mean, like, there were people who made uh, big budget versions of these. Sure, Cecil B. DeMille. Right, exactly, and most of those were biblical, but, but not always. But not always. Yeah, and um, I mean, I, I'd even throw, you know, I, um, Cleopatra in this. Yeah. Oh, in, absolutely. In, in, I was going to get yeah. Cleopatra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which I still enjoy watching, it's especially film, knowing that it almost destroyed You're talking movie. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. It's been done a couple of different times. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, it, it, they, it drew the likes of, uh, you know, Kubrick and... and sure. And uh, um, I, the names that I see coming through here on this, this on, my, on my list... Well, Kubrick was an afterthought. I mean, he got into Spartacus, so that's because there was problems on the set and Kirk Douglas fired the director right. and yeah, I, I think it's so I don't gener- think Kubrick was necessarily drawn to that I mean I, well I, I think it's generally accepted that Spartacus was was um, Kirk Douglas's movie and yeah Kubrick was just kind of there yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then that's why Kubrick decided to split the whole scene because he was he didn't he didn't like the experience on that film he didn't like right. the Hollywood aspect of it and he wanted to do other things Speaking of but Kirk, it's still one of the, still one of the better movies, though. Yeah, absolutely, great movie. I, it, yeah. I, speaking of Kirk Douglas, this also brings to mind in, in my mind um, a movie called The Vikings. 
Oh yeah. 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 That yeah, is yeah. a really fun movie, and yeah. it, it, and a great musical score too. Remember that musical score? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Boom. I, I, I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember him running across the oars. Sticking out of the side. Of yeah, the oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of cool gags. It's it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, Viking movies would be kind of hard to do in a sense for Americans because like there's not a lot of Viking movies made. In, not really. In, in, and there's a lot of stuff European, but not here. Thirteenth Warrior. Uh, well, well, even after film? Outlander, yeah, yeah. if you if you count Outlander. Sure. Yeah, does Outlander? Yeah, Outlander would be after the Thirteenth Warrior. Yeah, yeah, well, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Although they probably stick that in science fiction, but yeah. yeah, that's not a bad Viking movie actually. And then you have a TV series called uh, Viking on on the History Channel. There's actually right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I haven't watched, but I hear is good. There's a movie. There's a little movie called Beowulf and Grendel that uh, wasn't made for a lot of money. It stars. Um, Gerard Butler as Big Wolf. Yeah, I and, saw that. Oh yeah, so it's a it's a 3D. Um, no, no, uh, kind of, isn't it? No, 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 no. That's no, just, no, that's that's just Bay Wolf. Z- oh, that's just Bay Wolf. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's right. Yeah. This is a little movie that was it. It, it wasn't made for much money, and um, it is really freaking good. I was really surprised. I wanted to watch it just it's for... not the Christopher Lambert one, right? No. 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 Good <laughs> God, no. God I think much. that one's just called Beowulf, they, they, too. They, they shot this one movies. in Iceland, and, like, every... Up in the land of the Iceland uh, snow. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's the place. And By the they, way, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, all my, all my friends who are into Viking shit are like, this movie's really great, because they... They they've got the they got the costumes right they got the armor right they got the horses right because you got little tiny Icelandic ponies uh-huh. it's it just everything that historically was was right which and that's kind of cool for a little movie that is sure. basically an exploitation film is, is that uh, readily available to uh, on disc or streaming uh, I my copy I bought it. Walmart, I'm sad to say, but yeah, I mean, I, well, I, yeah, if you bought the it, then the yeah, I saw it around. Beowulf and Grendel. Beowulf and Grendel. You should check it out. It's good. Right it's cool. Because they should turn that into a cop team on a TV show. <laughs> Beowulf and Grendel. <laughs> one comes by day, one comes by That's night. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's the ultimate good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. See? Book us. Uh, <laughs> can we throw things like Life of Brian in here? Sure, that that qualifies. Does it? Well, I mean, there's there's. I mean, it's sorted sandal. I mean, there's stuff going on in there. There's Roman dudes, sandal. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's Romans and there's Romans and they got swords and they got. Although that, I think I might file that under biblical ethics. Yeah. Uh, One thing we should do too. Talked about life of Brian for uh, biblical ethics, but. Langley mentioned uh, Kirk Douglas. He should he should get a shout out because in the in '54 he made a movie called Ulysses. Which, yes, uh, that's a great which, movie. Yeah, it is. Great it's a low-budget movie. movie. Uh, I think, although he's not credited, I believe Mario Bavo was uh, um, uh, a director on that I film. Think you're, I think you're correct. I, th- I believe yeah. I heard that before. And uh, that movie did really, really well and uh, kind of led to this peplum um, explosion in the late 50s because they were looking to do other heroes. And right. so, uh, so that movie's... Uh, shall we say, a historical movie in, in, in the sense of film 
for this type of genre that we're talking about. When he strings the bow and shoots through that the is thing. so awesome. Oh, yeah. it's such a great cinematic moment. It's, Not cinematic in the in the visual sense, no. but you're just like, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> like they the uh, they made they made a TV miniseries called The Odyssey, uh, late nineties. With Armand Asante yeah. as Odysseus, oh. and yeah. it's it's got a lot of great people. It's not bad, but when you get to that ending scene with the string and the bow, that whole sequence—that's the best scene in, in that miniseries. Um, Hello uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Eric Roberts played the the suitor, the the kind of the asshole suitor, um, and um, as as there was that, I forget the actor's name in the Ulysses movie, but he was the one guy who was like the real jerk, who was kind of the ringleader. Uh-huh. And um, uh, that whole sequence in, in Ulysses was great, as it was in The Odyssey. But of the two movies, I would stick with Ulysses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned Victor Mature earlier because I wanted to bring up Demetrius and the, Gladi- <clears throat> and the Gladiators. Um, fun movie. It's kind of wrapped in uh, uh, a little of the biblical stuff. Right. Like the robe. Like the robe, yeah. Yeah, and that's um, where his character's first introduced. Right. In the robe. Yeah, right. And so, that's but, but it's, it typifies everything that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but those are Hollywood productions, and they're probably seen in a, in a maybe a better light. He was in a movie in the 50s uh, called Hannibal, which about right. the punk, the, the right. Hannibal who fought Rome, the Second Punic War. And that fits more into the peplum aspect of what we're talking about. 59. Missed opportunities. Sylvester Stallone playing Victor Mature in a biopic. Yeah. I, I that's, a, uh, that's a good pull. Yeah. I would go uh, with that. I don't know if I want to see that. I don't want to see Stallone playing any historical, <laughs> any Come famous on. person or anybody historical. George Washington? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in the South. We get the win this time. <laughs> I love my country, like every American. We get the win. Um, yeah, I guess so. Speaking of uh, off-topic here, but did you see the pictures of uh, 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 Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill? Oh, my God, jaw-dropping. Yeah, it's amazing. I have amazing. not seen them. You it's, mean, is this the upcoming movie Dunkirk? Uh, it's for? It's for something up- upcoming. I, I don't remember what it was for. Is it for. a film yeah. or a TV thing? Film. It's, it's a film, and it okay. is... It's the... It might be the best makeup I've ever seen. Wow! As far but as but like it does, making... but it looks good. It doesn't look like he's made up. Right. It, it, he looks like Winston yeah. Churchill. Yeah, I would have never exactly, guessed yeah. one that it was Gary Oldman, and two that it wasn't just an actor that that person. Didn't oh, that's good. That. That's good. So, I don't know. Would, I mean, would the robe be? I'm, well, I mean, it's biblical, but it's not biblical in the sense that it's it's kind of like Spartacus in that way, isn't it? And like there's, it, it has something to do with Jesus and, but it's not. Spart- Spartacus doesn't. I mean, in, in the fifties, most well, of your big Spartacus, that it predates Jesus. It's the time of the servile wars in 73 BC. So you have a ways to go before you get to Jesus. I mean, they start off with the, the idea of a, you know, like that whole sequence where they're going to the, uh, to the quarry, and they're right. talking about kind of the idea of a universal idea of, a one, of freedom and what yeah, have you. But yeah. but the thing that's unique about Spartacus is that in the 50s, most of your, maybe all of your big Hollywood movies about Rome dealt one way or the other, either directly or indirectly, as Ben-Hur does indirectly, uh, with Jesus. Uh, right. Spartacus was the first 
Roman movie of that era, I think you could say that, where it's like, okay, this is not a biblical movie. Yeah. And it was an, in a way, it was an answer to uh, Ben-Hur, because my understanding is Kirk Douglas was talking with William Wyler, who's the director of Ben-Hur. He was supposed to be Ben-Hur, and then Wyler passed on him and went for Charlton Heston. And then so Douglas apparently was looking for another project, and this was the project that he came up with, which was Howard Fast's novel, Spartacus. Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Yeah. Good, good flick. I love you, Spartacus, like the father I never knew. <laughs> that was my Tony Curtis. Um, it's a great movie. It's I think it's a great movie for on so many levels. Well, the the, the cinematography alone is beautiful, and it's uh, that I mean, when they filled the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it's it, it, truly whenever you say epic, it, those films are truly epic. They're they're huge. Yeah. There's nothing like going to a movie in which everything works, right? Right. The, the movie's beautifully shot. It's well cast. The music works. The cinematography is amazing. The the story's amazing. Everything just works. It's it's it's. I mean, dare I say, it's not like a perfect movie, but but everything just works. Yeah. And and when you walk out of the experience, like, because I, I used to watch that. I probably saw it several times on television before I ever got to see it on the big screen. And when I got to see it on the big screen, it still was an amazing experience for yeah. me. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't think it's around anymore, but there was that, uh, there was that TV series, Spartacus. Right. Uh, what was it, Blood and Blood and Sand? sand. I, think, I think there was a couple, yeah. right? Yeah, there's four seasons, Spartacus, Blood and Sand, Spartacus, Gods of the Arena, which is a prequel, Spartacus, Vengeance, and Spartacus, War of the Damned. I've seen them all. I actually like that series. But uh, I, I recommended it to somebody, and I, I remember telling them, like, okay, you got to get through the first four or five episodes and, and then give it a chance, because they got through one and <laughs> doubted my sanity, right? Like, you like that show? Because for people who don't know, if you watch that show, this is about the closest television's ever got to pornography. And, I mean, they push the envelope all the way, sure. and, it's, and it's violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's violent and pornographic almost. And it's from start to finish. A lot of, if you've ever watched a lot of the HBO shows, True Blood's an example. Right. You start off like, here's a lot of sex, and then they back off of it and kind of go into their story. It's like they kind of want to bring you in, and, yeah. and now they still have, you know, moments of sexuality and, and what have you, like Game of Thrones does too. But I've never seen a series that started with it and never stopped. And, but the series they're good they're they're really good they're yeah. it's an entertaining time and if you get past the sex and the violence there's some good storytelling going on there it, uh, I, I distinctly got the impression that they were kind of like okay the, the stuff that people are digging right now whether it's yeah. you know the the sword fighting in gladiator the the whatever it might be we're going to have that but we're going to we're just going to crank everything up to 11 yeah so, that's a good point that's so it's exactly like, you know, it's like peplum oh, to the max yeah exactly it's like you know, like oh, slow motion, right? slow motion shots in three hundred. We're gonna do that, but we're gonna do oh, it yeah. in a TV show, and blood's gonna be flying everywhere. And, <laughs> yeah, and you know they did a pretty good because there's not a lot of material on Spartacus, and right. having seen a number, having read histories on Spartacus and read Howard Fast's novel, and seen a number of movies and TV miniseries on Spartacus, they actually did a pretty good job, I think, of creating the time. In, in, in essence of what Spartacus could have possibly done, and they had people doing things that 
historically could have happened or probably did happen. Sure. You can't know the motivation on things, but but um, uh, they did a pretty good job with it. They, the only the only problem was that um, unfortunately, I really liked the guy who was in the in the series that started it. It was Andy Whitfield, and he was stricken with cancer. Right. So uh, they they did a prequel called Gods of the Arena, which I mentioned, which was kind of buying him time to maybe get healthy, but he never did, and he unfortunately passed away and. And then the, the the Liam McIntyre played Spartacus in the final two seasons, and I kind of was ah, a little angry in the sense that I really liked I liked Andy Whitfield and kind of looked at McIntyre as an interloper, but um, he grew on me. And by the final season, I, I thought he was doing a pretty good job. It was like when they replaced Steve with Joe on Blue's Clues. It just wasn't the same <laughs> it <wasn't> anymore. The same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Blues knew it. That's right. Oh, he totally did. Yeah. Resented or Roger <laughs> Davis with Peter Tool, Peter Duell, and uh, Alias Smith and Jones. It just wasn't the same. Well, the Darrens, the two Darrens. That, that's right. Everyone yeah. had a favorite Darren. Yeah. It always cracks me up when they mention that. Talk about a sidebar. It's like, but no one really knew. It's like, I knew. What do you mean? You, I, yeah, that's not the same Darren. Yeah. Yeah. You think we're idiots out here? That's not Darren's. Yeah, it was like this Jedi mind trick. Uh, I know. The, the I remember like some producer or something saying like, yeah, you know, we did it, and no one really noticed. It's like, uh, the hell they didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Bewitched is not part of the peplum genre, though. By the way, so that's although they had scenes set in Rome. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm I stand corrected, sir. As far as that goes, there were episodes of Star Trek that yeah that had, drew heavily yes, on that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Red and circuses. Yes. Um, I'd say that that 300 was responsible for that whole. Um, I, I would say 300 is, is a germ, anyways, for the Spartacus TV show, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Oh, sure. Um, sure. All that stuff yeah. that's real popular right now. Yeah, I mean, even the History Channel was um, oh, copied right. that style when they did Battles BC and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, But i got to say, too, man, I'm probably in the minority in this, but I actually liked 300 Rise of an Empire in some ways, more than 300, because I just love Ava Green's crazy Artemisia character. She, she and, was uh, a great character. Um, I, I didn't like the movie better. You know, how, I felt about that movie the same way I feel about um, the Sin City uh, sequel, in that uh, if you liked the first, you know, if you like 300 and if you like Sin City, then you'll probably like... It's like another three, It's like, exactly. It's like there really wasn't anything... New in the in the in the new th- in the 300 sequel, except for her character was was crazy and uh, fun. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, and it's over the top, like 300. But, yeah. but that's why I say that's why I'm in the minority because I think most people are going to say like, hey, you know, we we probably prefer the the first film as opposed to the second film. So I get it. I mean, I'm not going to say that's a better movie than 300. Well, I, I think when you got a movie that has a really, really, really strong new visual style. Yeah. It, like, let's say, for example, The Matrix. Right. Right. And when you get more of that, then people just kind of, they don't pay attention because they're like, oh, I liked it when I saw it the first time. Yeah, and you see, yeah. but you also see ripples of that in yeah. other films. Yeah, exactly. And you see every Matrix commercial, is exactly every, one of yeah. those. And 300, absolutely one. Um, uh, Plus, we should give a, a shout-out to a 1962 movie that fits into our, our series, which is uh, The 300 Spartans. Right. Which, uh, which is a hell of a fun small movie, but it's a really 
really solid one with Richard Egan as uh, King Leonidas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can recommend that highly for people who are into maybe this genre. Um, another fun one, Neil Marshall's Centurion. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. That's a, that's, Uh-oh, Langley does That got that. him a lot of work. And he's still getting him work on that, that, um, um, things like Yeah, that. Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. nice yeah. role for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you didn't like it, Langley? I didn't say that. Mm. Oh, I just heard you go, I heard you go, it's uh. Fun. It's got no, some good really. action. Ah. Well, okay, I got my, your I got your exclamation wrong, vowel. but but, uh, but uh, so what's your take on Centurion? Um, I mean, I, I it's for me, it's like a lot of these movies in that it uh, everything that you like about these movies is there. I don't think that it stands out for me. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a Spartacus. It's not a 300. It's not a, you know. Oh, yeah, of course not. Um, I feel the same way about, uh, uh, there was a movie that came out, I don't know, not too many years ago, and I want to say it was called um, something, it was Iron Eagle? Yeah. Or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. And, and I felt the same way about it. It's like. You mean that, it dealt with the, the same eagle. topic? The Eagle. The Eagle. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with Channing Tatum. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. That, that came out a year after Centurion. Centurion. And they both they yeah. feel very, very similar to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're different takes. They are different takes. Um, I think probably the, my favorite of these type of films in recent history is, is Gladiator. Yeah, I was going to bring up Gladiator, but before we get to that, I'm going to throw in real quickly a movie called The Last Legion. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's much better than you think it's going to be going in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it deserves, I think it deserves a place on whatever list we're making here. I brought that over to a movie night with a bunch of friends, and they hadn't seen it, didn't know anything about it, and I said, you guys will like this movie. And they weren't quite sure, but by the end of it, they did. Everyone liked it. So uh, I, stars the, the, this woman. Colin, from, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Colin, Colin yeah. Col- yeah. Clive Owen. No. No, no, it's Colin, um, um, I want to say, like, uh, Hearth, Mirth, something like that. Firth. Firth, yeah, Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. And yeah. uh, I, I will butcher her name, but she's an actress from uh, Bollywood. I yeah. Got, uh, I, I'm not going to... I mean, last name is Rai, R-A-I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like Ashirana or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to butcher the name, and so we're just going to say... She's beautiful, and she does a great job. Does a really some really cool that two yeah. swords. Yeah, and, um, and then uh, the guy that was um, uh, one of the guys that was in uh, the TV series Rome, Kevin McKidd. He plays kind of a bad guy in that. See, film. there's another there's another example. Like a lot of the really really good stuff pertaining to this stuff is is on television now, or was on television. Mm-hmm. Rome. Uh, yeah. The TV Rome was great. Was a was a great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had just I Claudius. I Claudius, that I was Claudius great. Also, yeah. uh, and also uh, Masada in the early '80s with Peter O'Toole. Man, right. I was going to mention Masada. Yeah, yeah, that that was such a cool. And he was it was it was coming off. It walked was a, again, one that walks the line with the robe, and right? A lot of that other stuff. Yeah. Um. What about uh? What about uh? Troy. Sure. It'll, I'm a big fan of that movie. Some people aren't, but I liked it quite a bit. That's I. I think it's a great movie. I I I really like it. I, I I keep intending to get that huge. There's this huge like director's edition that's got like you know I don't 
five discs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I keep wanting to get it. And I, I haven't Here we are at it. Taco Bell talking about the script. I hope, hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, some of that stuff, they go too crazy, I think. But, but for big fans, I'm sure they love all that. Oh, I... I you know, like I've seen Lord of the Rings like maybe five times, but I've seen all like thirty hours of the making of Lord of the Rings at least, yeah. you know, a hundred and fifty times. Now, when you say Lord of the Rings, you mean the entire times. all three movies, the entire. When you say five times, you mean the whole thing five right. times? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the extended yeah. edition. The extended, yeah. yeah, yeah. That absolutely. well, that'll take up a lot of time. Wait a minute, I thought you were the guy talking about you don't have time to watch TV. I don't, I don't have time to watch TV. I have time to watch things that I know that I like. Yeah, you've already seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's that familiarity. Yes, exactly. I just, it's I'm, worth I'm, it's worth watching. I mean, that's the thing. It's 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 a it's a great great. That's entertaining, and, 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 and while it's fantasy, I mean, those movies all fall into this category in some way or another. I mean, it has nothing to do with Rome, um, but you've got all those elements. you got, you know, there's a lot of sword fighting going on. Um, the fictional world of Middle-earth definitely is... Um, a reflection of the Earth at that at, at a, in a particular time. Um, I mean, it's I would, not, it's 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 it doesn't have all the as much marble. I it guess they do in yeah. the in the fairy world. Sure. There's a lot of that. There's a very kind of room in there. Well, when you uh, get to like the, the big the the big cities and stuff, yeah. that's it's all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of a stretch, but okay. But again, the hero's journey. It's all well. There's well, that. Yeah. Yeah, I just like I said, right, well, yeah. You, you remember, Langley's you know measuring stick for this stuff is you know there's muscles, swords, yeah, right, right. you know leather. <laughs> well, let's get back to what you were. <laughs> but saying you know, before. in those movies, they don't really show the muscles. I mean, it's not you don't really have like you have some. You might have some characters who are big, but right. But the heroes go, generally aren't. Let's yeah. go back to what you were talking about before about gladiator, because yeah. that's another one of those big footsteps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was. I, I was not a fan of a lot of Ridley Scott's films in the, what, I, I guess in the 90s. Um, this was 2000. And so whenever that movie came, I was like, oh, yeah, this is... Yeah. this is It's it's a great film. This is the visual Ridley Scott that I, yeah. that I like. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those that doesn't... Uh, tells the story but doesn't get, you know, biblical and right. that kind of thing. It's, it's more about vengeance and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, in the, in the peplum genre, they have a um, a whole series. You can say it's like a subseries of um, gladiator movies, hmm. which would have, you because you have the heroes, right? You have the Hercules and the Ursus, etc. But they have a whole whole bunch of just really dealing with gladiators. Did you guys ever see? This was a movie uh, in the '70s by Roger Corman called The Arena, also known as Naked Warriors. Does that ring a bell? I've, I've seen a couple of movies called The Arena. Well, I well, yeah. I'm this sure was like a. Go ahead. I I, I I don't think I have. I'm sure it's not Arena that I'm thinking of. That's based on the short story. No, no. Yeah, that's why it has, it's it's got Pam Greer in it. It's you could call yeah. it a gladiator exploitation film. Hmm. And I you can if you want you can look up the poster, which is pretty cool. But it's like black slave, white slave. See wild women fight to the death. The arena. I have seen this. Yeah. You know who else did it? One, one is uh, the, the guy who did Wanted, Timur, the Timur Beck Molotov. Right. 
He did one called. Yeah. It was like his first film called the called Arena, and it was typical eighties post apocalyptic uh, uh, gladiator kind of thing. It's right. a terrible film. And he, well, you know, but, there's that Star Trek episode called The Arena where Captain Kirk takes on the Gorn, and it is kind of gladiatorial. Well, see, that is based on the short story that I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and and the Gorn does have a tunic. He he does. He does exactly. He's I I vote. He's like the slowest moving uh, Kirk monster. <laughs> that Kirk I, never moves slow. I've What's the matter with you? I've never understood the Kirk fight scenes. I've never understood. Man, I'm telling you. Neither did his opponents. That's why Kirk always wins. That's why, exactly. <laughs> um, I saw an internet drop thing about the, about the, the double drop hammer kick. fist. Uh, yeah. It's almost like his uh, finalized wrestling move, like he's a wrestler, and that's his, his ending move. Um, another fun one is uh, 1999, Anthony Hopkins in Titus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. That is a fun movie, and, and really pretty. Pretty yeah. odd-looking, but pretty. Yeah. Like Jessica Lange in that it quite a bit. It won't surprise anyone to know that, 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 that Titus and Derotics is my favorite Shakespeare play. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the few times they do a... I'm not always a big fan with Shakespeare where they set it in modern times, although it doesn't matter when really you set Shakespeare. It can be any any time you want, but that movie I thought was kind of cool because it, it it jumped around time, time frame-wise. You know, the only time that, that it bothers me... I thought me, you did a good job with it. The only time that it bothers me whenever Shakespeare is put in contemporary uh, a, a contemporary time is if you retain... The, the language, the language. Yeah, that that makes no sense to me. So that Romeo and Juliet yeah. thing. That, that, I can know. never get through that movie. I try that's, and I just turn it off. I, it's, it's, for me, it's awful. I know some people who love it. I just can't stand. Yeah, it's it. true. I liked Baz Luhrmann's first film, but yeah, he was set to direct a, a um, Alexander the Great movie. There was a kind of a race to direct Alexander the Great movies, and uh, uh, Oliver Stone eventually won out. And I would like to have seen Lerman's um, version of I, Alexander Great. I don't like um, the the Stone movie Alexander. Um, Not many but, people do. But but that poster shot is a great. That's a great shot. That I'm the elephant. Oh sure. You know that's that's a really cool. Yeah, that movie. Music, the score's good. It's a Vangelis score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's one of his better ones, but yeah, it, it has that. But well, when I think I, when I think you know historical epic, I think Oliver Stone. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, this is something Stone. He he'd been. I remember reading articles in film magazines way back when. This is a passion project. This was a passion project of his. This is something he wanted to get off the ground a long time ago, before he even eventually did. And he was going to believe it or not, he wanted Tom Cruise as Alexander, and I and I think that's part of the problem. It's like. Hey, I, I like you know Colin Farrell, but he, with his dyed blonde hair, he just looked like a surfer guy, right? And right. and it's like he just kind of miscasted, and and he kind of loses track of what makes uh, Alexander interesting. Uh, in Troy, as as uh, um, Langley talked about earlier, you have you, Achilles is a heroic guy played by Brad Pitt. You get you you get why he's cool, right? But in but in Oliver Stone's movie, it's like no, it was very Freudian. And it and and I've seen the theatrical version. I've seen the longer cut, and I've seen the final cut, and um, none of them really work. And I I always felt insulted because Oliver Stone was like, well, in Europe they get it, you know, Americans they don't know their history, and 
And I just thought, like, no, you you didn't really make a good movie there, Oliver. Even and I, it's sad because usually when people have a passion project, Dances with Wolves, you know, Kevin Costner, sure. and things usually things usually turn out well. But yeah. but but he actually ended up killing that concept, so we might not get to see that movie. There's also talk of the HBO series that was going to be produced by um, Mel Gibson, based upon Mary Renault's novels of Alexander, which I thought would have been way cool. Uh, but, you know, you get cold feet, right? Oliver Stone does Alexander, nobody wants to see it, nobody cares, and then all of a sudden, like, they translate that to, ah, nobody wants to see these sword and sandal type movies anymore. Right. That's so what always happens, kinda... is like you, you, you get a, a, a movie from a particular genre that tanks for whatever reason, yeah. and then for a while, that that genre, that subject is taboo. Nobody right. wants to... You know, yeah, especially considering it's the budgets are high, right? You can make a bad horror movie, and people will still make horror movies, but right. but yeah, you make a big budget, you know, if Gladiator fails, then the you know, that probably, you don't get Alexander. Did we ever figure out what that Indian movie was, where the the, 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 big, the big armies are out on the field, and they, they launch the giant claw that so, the, so they got these um, these huge boulders that are hooked up to this cloth, and then they <laughs> they trebuchet them, right? And this uh, giant cloth flies out over the oncoming uh, army, and then lands now when you say Indian movie, you mean from India? From India, it was from India, produced in India. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think I've seen this. Oh my god, it doesn't ring a bell. So Tom and I have seen this scene, but we I don't think we ever figured out what movie it was from. And this this giant cloth comes down over a big chunk of the the. Um, advancing army, and then one guy, you know, he, they're all kind of, you know, oh, we're stuck in this cloth, and they cut their way out, and this, this guy, whenever he cuts his way out, he's like, smells the cloth, and he's smelling his <laughs> fingers, and he's like, oh, seen this. shit, and then they, somebody launches a flaming arrow, this cloth has been dipped in some combustible, you know, something flammable, and then it hits, and then it just fries this huge chunk I do of remember this. It was so cool. It was so it ne- neat. But no. <laughs> oh, dude, it was no. It we was haven't so answered. Good. We haven't answered. No. We don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but it it kind of feels like the stuff. I do. I do remember there was a time in like the late '90s, early 2000s, where I really didn't want to see another scene, sweeping scene of two armies clashing on a battlefield. Like that yeah. shot had Stay been away from Netflix. So That's all you many see now. Times. It's just. Historical, it's like some, historical epic. Once filmmakers figured out how to use Massive, that, mm-hmm. yeah. that program where you got all these guys. Um, let, uh, let's talk about Caligula. I was going to bring up Caligula. Caligula. I saw Caligula in the theater, and as I was walking out with my date, um, I ran into my one of my good friend's fathers without his mom. <laughs> Very awkward. Meaning that he was there with another date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very awkward. So I have I have a lot of mixed emotions. <laughs> it scarred you huge, for life. Huge budgeted thing was supposed to be a guaranteed classic. Um, you have all these. You got Malcolm McDowell. You have the oddball. Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole's yeah. performance. I think Helen Mirren's in that. Helen Mirren. Yeah. And I, I. Script apparently by Gore Vidal. I say apparently. Who disowns it? He just sounds right. Yeah, I've always I've always gotten the the feeling that it was a big budget novelty. It was it's just it was a novelty film. Well, I, it was I think Bob Guccione attempting you know, producing trying to produce his way into respectability after right. years of running Penthouse. Right, but it's right. essentially a porn movie. It is. Kind well, there right? but it's, yeah, it I mean, kind of deals with stuff, and then there are like 
two, as to my re recollection, two scenes that are clearly inserted. It's like, what's right. Bill oh, yeah. doing? And then yeah. so they yeah. come to this thing. Exactly. Right. Um, there used to be this old TV show with uh, Lorenzo Lamas called uh, Renegade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like just he's a bounty hunter on a motorcycle, right? And I remember being at the video store uh, back when they had him, and uh, it was like uh, Renegade R, rated R version. I'm like, what? This is a TV show, right? So I go, I have to check this out. I got to see why it's rated R. And all they did was they took a TV show and inserted sex scenes that had nothing to do with the show. And it was like Langley said, it's like, hey, what's Bob doing? And then all of a sudden you're seeing Bob somewhere and it's like, what? It's like totally ridiculous. That said. And that's kind of how Caligula is. It's like it's two movies. Exactly. Yeah. That said, there's a great, there's a great blowjob scene in, in Caligula. Well, yeah. I, I, just saying. I'm not saying. I, like, <laughs> just saying. I get. I, I get the feeling that one of the ways that they got all these people to be in it was <laughs> they lied to them. Well, yeah, that they, they saw did. the script and they're they like, did. okay, we're, fo we're focusing on the debauchery, but we're not. You know, we're not really. You know, it's, we're, it's not, not about we're not that. Porn, it's not about that. You know, yeah. It's yeah. like it's yeah. like HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Come on, Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the well, movie I, classics, I think Malcolm like probably would have been like, yeah, he'd been where's, the, where's the, where's the blowjobs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring it up. <laughs> I'm not having sex with any animals in this movie. What is wrong? Like, you guys, we're doing Caligula. I did a con once, and Malcolm McDowell was there. Yeah. And it was a sci-fi, we did a sci-fi versus horror um, trivia contest. Sure. He was on the side of the sci-fi with a couple, some people, mm -hmm. and then I, it was me and a bunch of other horror guys. Beat <laughs> them. Sure. Uh, or uh, B, he uh, he claimed that we cheated. <laughs> <laughs> was he angry? No, he was on his way out and, and a little yeah. lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back to Rome. Right, Rome. All roads lead to Rome, All sir. Roads. Therefore, we Rome. can talk about it, anything. <laughs> there was a point where a lot of people, like, when you thought of these films, again, not just Steve Reese, but, like, like off people, like Richard Burton. Richard Burton did a lot of these things. Right. right uh, Richard Harrison. It was, Rex Harrison, sorry. Right. It, it, well, yeah, yeah. I think it was a way for you to do... Um, and, 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 and this is going to sound weird, but it was a way for you as an actor to do Shakespeare without doing, doing Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Having to learn all that tricky language. Yeah. Exactly. Although those guys did do Shakespeare, like because you have Julius Caesar, oh, yeah, Anthony, and Cleopatra. But in the meantime, you know, you got to pay for your car, and and <laughs> you know, yeah, you get to. Yeah, I I, I get a, that. And, and the thing I was like, Cleopatra to me also is an amazing movie because it's one of those things. That you see that Hollywood will Hollywood will never do this again, right? Right. And so you're right. kind of seeing the last gasp of these big, big well, movies. They don't, they don't need to now, as they as we just were just talking about. Right. They, they exactly. can do the digital crowds. They it's, can, but it still doesn't look good. And like when you see Cleopatra different. entering Rome in that movie, it's like oh. there's just no way digital stuff can equal that. You know. And what's amazing to me? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was going to say Cleopatra is one of those movies, and I've noticed it with a lot of movies from that era. Um, there, there were certain I don't know if it was certain cinematographers or what, but that the the all the external or um, all the exterior scenes would look amazing mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then they would come in and they would do the, the on-set scenes. Yes. And the, it was my complaint was often the lighting was too bright. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it was a moody scene... Where they, you know, where you know they had the lights turned down, and this isn't true of all these movies because some of them, like I, I think the Ten Commandments is amazing, uh, no matter where you're looking. But in Cleopatra, that always bothered me, even as a kid. I'm like, why does it look so flat? Mm-hmm. You know, and well, just, yeah, and the, and the and they also look like sets. I mean, yeah, the exteriors were say. they were great, but when you go into Cleopatra, like, no, that looks like a gigantic set that they that would never. That would never look like that in reality, right? right? Yeah. Like, and when you go into Rome, when you see them go inside buildings in Rome, the TV series, like, they dealt with Cleopatra in that, and it's like, yeah, that looks right. Mm-hmm. That looks historical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw up... Go ahead. No, and go Cleopatra ahead. was supposed to be, like, six hours. They were going to do... There was... They saw, like, a, there was going to be Julius Caesar, three hours, then you'd have your break, and then uh, Mark Anthony, three hours. Right. And uh, they eventually had made a four-hour movie. But, you know, I've always liked the first part of Cleopatra. Uh, once Caesar's assassinated and they go to the break and they come back with Anthony, I don't like the second part as much. What, what about you, Langley, since you like the movie? Um, I think I the second part's more soap opera. I agree. I, I, I think the second part is... Uh is not only is it more so far, but but I mean I I see a difference even in the acting. Like, yeah, 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 like it's it's more melodramatic and kind of yeah not as realistic as, Plus, the, uh, as the first. Anthony one. comes off as kind of a bitch. He, right? yeah, he's just yeah, like, come on, he's, he's just a whiny little bitch. <laughs> it's true. Oh, what about Anthony? What about Anthony? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Shut up. Be a man. Throw up. You're uh, Roman. Throw in Quovatus. Yes. You no, know, I've never seen Quovatus. Oh, it's great. Peter Usnoff is great in it. Uh, no, I know about Sir, it. I just, I've never seen it. Sergio Leone worked as a assistant director on that. Directed by Mervyn Leroy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And also Satyricon, just for fun. Yeah, and, and, and that movie was shot in Italy. That's what's kind of, what's interesting is some of these Roman movies were shot in Italy in the, in the 1950s uh, because they, they could save money and they're, yeah, I don't want to say they were low budget, but they could save money on these projects. And so uh, a lot of people learning their craft in Italy on these things uh, would go on to other stuff. And also be a reason for them to make these Peplum movies. You, you know, know up in the- talking about, uh, we, we mentioned earlier Jason and the Argonauts. Um, you know that a lot of those movies that Ray Harryhausen did, they, they took place in these places solely so that he could go, like that would, he... He made a list of like places he wanted to go to. I want to go to Tunisia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a script that's <laughs> based like in album. Tunisia. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Why but not? The Elementals was supposed to take place in uh, uh, Paris just for that reason, because he wanted to go to Paris. And <laughs> it didn't get made, but but they, but they made um, 20 Million Miles to Earth, and they got he got to go to Rome. So. Jason the Argonauts too, with one of my favorite all-time composers, uh, Bernard Herrmann, does a score on that, and I just yeah. I, I love that score. Oh, the they, guy who directed that directed uh, One Million Years BC. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don Chafee, I think his name is. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. I'm looking through to see if there's anything I'm gonna. Man, gonna One miss. Million Years BC, man, that I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Um, Anthony Quinn. Quinn. Anthony Quinn is Attila. With <laughs> That's Quinn. better than John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah, the conqueror. Yeah, Jack Palance as Attila. He know. was good in that. He was yeah, good in sign that. Sign of the Pagan. 
Yeah. Because There's Americans a... don't know what pagan means. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Americans in 1954 did not know what pagan it's just it just sounds wrong. <laughs> Yeah, there's some fun movies out there. There's one I never saw, but I, when I was looking at looking through these lists, I, I thought this could be good. It was called Warrior Empress, or also known as Sappho, Venus of Lesbos. And that, <laughs> right? Just, doesn't that title make you laugh, right? Subscribe. And it had, uh, I don't know, Venus Add, of Sappho, Venus of Lesbos. Add to cart. And, uh, and it had uh, Kerwin Matthews in it, the guy from Seven Voyage of Sinbad, and... Uh, Tina Louise, who would go on to Gilligan's Island. <laughs> well, remember, remember Sandal Bergman after they made um, Conan the Barbarian. She was in a yes. movie called She. Yeah, which oh, actually yeah. was made by uh, uh, earlier in the '60s with Ursula Andress yeah. in that role. Right. Yeah, and it's a movie that goes back to maybe the 1930s. Yeah, there's. 40s, yeah, there was a, a Randolph Scott. Yeah, there was a 1930s version of it. Um, yeah, Marion which Steve I like. Cooper was involved in it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool movie. Um, uh, it, that also uh, makes me think of um, oh darn it continue I, I, I have to uh, two, two I want to mention that um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum music by Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. terrific terrific play terrific movie um, and also History of the World Part 1 <laughs> just to be sure be fun See, I, would, I think that that fits more than uh Life of Brian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's also a movie from the 50s that's not a Roman one, but I think is interesting. It was called Helen of Troy, which was directed by Robert Weiss. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. And Max Steiner did the score to that. And he's a a very famous Hollywood composer. Weiss is interesting to me because, like, he makes Helen of Troy, he makes The Haunting, The Sound of Music. Star Trek yeah. motion picture. Yeah. It's like he had a kind of interesting career movie-wise. He's kind of like, it seems like one of those dudes that's like, I want to make one of these movies, one of these movies, right. one of these movies. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are classic movies by today's standards. Cooper kind of did that. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he did. Yeah. It's like I got always wanted him to make a Western. Right? It's like the one genre he kind of didn't. He, got, he had yeah. horror, sci-fi, horror, epic. Yeah. You know, satire. But he needed a Western. Uh, one film that interested me was uh, Jupiter's Darling, Howard Keel as Hannibal, and George. <laughs> and George. I don't know about this movie. This and George better. Sanders as Fabius Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wait a minute! I gotta. Is this, I gotta write this one down. What's the name of this one again? Jupiter's Darling, 1955. <laughs> is this a musical? What is this? I have no idea. But I just saw it. and I was just like, oh, that just sounds <laughs> just so sounds. odd. Uh, yeah. Jupiter's Darling. It sounds like it could be a, a movie about uh, with Esther Williams in it as a swimmer. <laughs> but I, I just love the George Sanders. Um, about that. I, I, George Sanders was great. He is great. It was great. And there was also remember Goran this this jick. He was he was on <laughs> ER. He was a one of those heartthrobby doctor types that yeah yeah he, he was in he was in the the, the did, spartacus yeah he did tv ministers yeah 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 as well as um uh rona mitra um marlon brando is mark anthony and julius caesar he's good in that that's yeah. like 50s brando you can't go wrong with 50s brando yeah. the uh spartacus tv miniseries is avoidable for those oh. wait and that's different than 
than the one you're the yeah, showtime yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to mention King of Kings. Are we missing anything, fellas? I'm sure we're missing. I mean, like, there's the thing that I Pompeii. can't pay. There's a few Pompeii movies. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, movie. a lot of them. You go back to the silent era. So one of one of my favorite movies from the 30s is The Last Days of Pompeii. Yeah, um, yeah, which is great because Mario Bernard and Sergio Leone. It, it no. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, um, no. The movie I'm thinking of is it was being made. Uh, Around the same time as King Kong and The Most Dangerous Game, and um, I think Cooper had something to do with it. I can't remember, but but a lot of the people who did the effects works for Kong and, mm. and those movies did the effects works for um, The Last Days of Pompeii. And uh, there's they uh, tackled the idea of um, um, putting water in the arenas with like. I can't remember now, like sharks or with things lasers like that. lasers on their yeah. head, yeah. No, no. <laughs> but <laughs> but that, things that we're told that they did... Um, in, lasers on in, their head, all right. ...in the Coliseum, uh, but I've never seen tackled in other movies before, where they would do, like, specialty gladiator things. It's like, ah, look, we're going to pour in water, and now we put in, like horrible fish that are going to eat people, too. Okay, dudes, i got to tell you this, all right? While Langley was talking, and I swear to God, I did not know this, I looked up Jupiter's Darling. Like, okay, what is this movie? And it is an Esther, it is an Esther Williams movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jupiter's Darling is a musical romance released by MGM in 1955 and directed by George Sidney, starring Esther Williams as a Roman wo- woman, Howard Keel as Hannibal, the Carthaginian military commander and George Sanders as Fabius Maximus. So there you go. And that was a complete guess on my part. Because <laughs> like, no, it's got to be a musical. This can't. You can't. This can't be a, a legitimate movie, uh, or, or a Peplum movie. So there you go. Mystery solved. All right. So I can uh, take it off my list unless I'm doing musical. So let, let's in closing. Um, I'm going to say a reserved recommendation to the genre. I mean, yeah. there's, there's some shit in there, but there's an awful lot of gold. Oh, yeah, and they're, and, they're, and it's fun. And I think that movie that I mentioned, I think we're seeing, if people haven't, is Helen of Troy in the, in the 1950s. They also made a mini-series called Helen of Troy, which actually is not bad. It's not great, but I could recommend it because it's one of the few times they did it using the Greek mythology of the gods being involved in the Trojan conflict. Because mm. usually some of these movies leave out the gods. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to talk about. Um, we didn't bring up um, <clears throat> the, um, the 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 amazing um, Red Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Conan is is one, Red Sonia is a, is one. Right. With yeah, but if that's but isn't it like sword and sandals, sword and sorcery? Right? There is. Aren't yeah. They, there is. Different? A, there, well, well, there is. Of a different color. There is some of that going on in there. But, I mean, come on. you got Ernie Reyes Jr. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Ernie Reyes Jr.'s, like, chain of martial arts schools? Oh, yeah. West yeah, Coast. They, West yeah, Coast. Yeah, they have some yeah, around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think they're still around. All right. <laughs> no, no, actually, they. I heard that they Oh, closed. did they? Yeah, yeah they yeah, closed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, we're moving on. All right. There was one movie we didn't mention. Had, uh, it had Romans. It was like a Roman peplum movie, but they, they took on zombies. What? <laughs> is, it really? is it really? 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, let me see if I can. Find How do I not it. know about Wait, it? It's called, it? It's called Rome Against Rome, 1963, uh, aka War of the Zombies. Are they zombies? They can't be zombie zombies. I, I think I, they are. I, I think they're, they're just like, turned. I've I, never seen it, but it's, I bet they're but, like Aztec mummy zombies. But I will look into this. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been Roman, helpful when yeah, I was writing my book. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you can see the poster online, it's, it look they look like zombies. All right, right and it says War of the Zombies. I mean, right. not War of the Werewolves. Maybe George Romero is not the the guy that is. That if we get to the bottom <laughs> of things here at the Bonus Material Podcast. Yeah, so Rome against Rome, War of the Zombies, and you make sure you get to see that. And um, one on a serious note, there was a movie uh, directed by Anthony Mann in the uh, 1964 called The Fall of the Roman Empire. And that has a very great cast: Sophie Loren, Stephen Boyd, Alec Guinness, James Mason, etc. And um, Boyd, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. There's a big Omar Sharif's in it, Christopher yeah. Plummer. So, and it's it's a uh, it's a kind of an intellectual movie. It's not just the, it's not sword and sandal kind of stuff. I remember this what, movie. I've seen this movie. Yeah, and you know what's weird though is that although I think the movie's good, on Rotten Tomatoes it has a 100% score, and that's like really rare that's for Rotten really Tomatoes. That's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking it's like it's not 100, percent but but um, it's an interesting movie and worth your time if you're checking into like kind of cl- the good movies of of Rome. That would be one to check out. Check one, out. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on to people who died uh, because we we're so compassionate. Right, and caring. right. Uh, As he starts to laugh. Uh, Lonnie Brooks, blues musician. Yeah, died. He was super old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he was. Yeah. I, and, it, and I don't. Re- I, I like often when you when he you had like one one that, hit that that okay. uh, even escaped. Kind of like a Chuck. Here's another one. Here's another one though. Uh, Chelsea Brown. She was um, okay. That name I know. African American lady in uh, Laughing. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then the big one this week was Don Rickles. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Warmth. A giant among going back and watching some of this stuff of him just making a guest appearance on a chat show yeah is hilarious i oh, remember i remember as a kid i didn't i didn't think much of don rickles i just i don't know why because i wanted to pay more attention to i don't know the george carlins or mm-hmm. whoever and then um and then i started as i got older i started paying more attention and he I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong to say at least within within the context of comedy a, a genius like he he was uh, always on it seemed mm-hmm. like yeah and, and 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 it always worked. There's there's those that say he mm-hmm. stole his act the whole insult comic thing mm-hmm. he stole it from a guy that did it in the twenties and the thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliff Nesteroff in his book the comedians talks about it um but w- once he had the ball absolutely yeah. hilarious well if you look at his bio <clears throat> he, he came to comedy late he was that wasn't something he wanted to do mm-hmm. he had he had knocked around for a while and my understanding is that he, he his comedy routine was like all right and then he started going after hecklers right because mm-hmm. he wasn't they, they'd give him a bad time and then he started doing the insult stuff and then that started to take off and and then off he went very much a product of the time when you look at right. some of, when you look at some of the those Dean Martin roasts it's yeah. it's jaw dropping to kind of 
the amount of racism and homophobia that gets thrown around. Could could Don Rickles could a Don Rickles guy do this stuff now? Um, sure, I, th- I think yeah. he could. And He'd have to stay away from those same topics. Yeah, from the and even Rickles backed off of a lot of the racial stuff. But in, it, there's also something about there's something about his delivery. He was mm-hmm. able to do things other people would not have been able to get away with, or or they would have been able to get away with it, but people would have thought yeah. that's not funny. It's just insulting, right? You know. Yeah, but I, even like Joan Rivers was getting beat up towards the end for her political sure. incorrectness, right? And, and that's a thing that's just kind of. I mean, if you, world. yeah, in a world of trigger warnings, I mean, every other yeah, thing out of the mouth is trigger a tough, warning. It's a tough sell. I forgot yeah. that he not only had did he have a hit series with CPO Sharky. That wasn't also, a hit. Okay. It, was, yeah, it, it was in my house. It was in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been, but no, it was and in everybody else's houses that the Nielsen's uh, ratings can concern about. He never had a hit show, although that was probably his best of the ones that he did. And then he did the one with Richard Lewis, that lasted literally an ep- probably an episode or two. I'm, I'm yeah. familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's too bad because that's a guy that you know at some point if he had the right project i think he could have had a good tv show mm-hmm. i watched an old carson where it was dom DeLuise, don rickles and glenn campbell and it's 20 minutes long the set the the clip i saw and um side splitting yeah just side splitting do like, you think like like a jonathan winters in just spinning the moment right it's just like you know with every with every new thing said it contributes talk about improv yeah i mean that's literally taking what's happening now and making it funny there was i mean there was probably shticks built in to support it calling someone a hockey puck sure for example things that would prop you up along the way right yeah absolutely um it seems to me too that all those shall we call them giants of that era it's like i just don't see entertainment reproducing these people no. yeah that's a tough one that would be a tough sell these days yeah i mean there are there are those that it's not like, just him i mean what you know what, well all, no, no, all these guys jack benny milton burrow the march brothers the three stooges as i think about it i can see i can make a i can make a link between what don rickles was doing with insult comedy and roast comedy yes it's for sure although i I've seen like I I love the Dean Martin roast mm-hmm. right they they absolutely adore him I've never I don't remember ever a bad one mm-hmm. and then I've then they started if you was, I'm guessing what around the turn of the century around 2000 they started bringing roasts back yeah they were right? doing them on yeah. TV yeah. Comedy Central roasts and, stuff and like they that. I hate all of them they suck <laughs> they're not, I love roast comedy because they're not funny they're just no, they're kind of vulgar and they're rude. They're vulgar and rude, and, yeah, and it's, yeah. and it's uh, not funny in the way that, that the old roasts were, were. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill at the uh, Charlie Sheen roast, it's it's about as real as comedy as you can get. Because it's, it's, I had this prepared stuff, but I'm going to go completely off. Sure. Because I, you know, I think the difference for me is that the old roasts, you definitely got the idea that these guys, they all knew each other. These yeah. folks all knew each other. They all hung out, and they really knew each other, so they really could say things that... But if but me just calling you a dumb slut, and you know, like, yeah. that's not oh, funny, I get it. you know? Oddly, Yeah, though, I mean, that's the thing. Is they, they, able, they were able to work clean and still, and still be funny. I mean, they pushed the edge, but a lot of stuff that 
resembles comedy today is just like vulgar, insultive, and and it's it just like yeah, it seems to me you're not you're not thinking this stuff. Anyone mm-hmm. could could swear yeah, and I'm, make you laugh, but but uh, these guys actually put some thought into it. And then when and when you when you think of all these guys from that era, and you go, not, there, I'm sure there's a lot of great stand-up comedians, but a lot of these guys who transcended it and got into movies and got into uh, television. Where are those people today? I mean, if if, if uh, Bob Hope was the big comedian in movies, I mean, who's his equivalent? You know, Adam Sandler. I mean, I don't. Who who who's the equivalent of these people today? Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't see I don't them. Know. I uh, with the popularity of things like roast battle on Comedy Central, um, I I I'm gonna be the sole, I guess, person sure, to stand you... up for modern. No, that comedy. shows. Yeah, that shows um, fine. That shows fine. But those people aren't making movies. They're not. I, they're not making movies that are that are popular. Well, a lot of it. A lot of time, to. it's a launch now used as a launching pad to 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 other things. That's where Amy Schumer came from. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, uh, but she ain't no Phyllis Diller. <laughs> um, so few are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Phyllis Diller. Right. Let's see. Uh, what? The Forrest Gump writer Eric Roth is gonna, is writing Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Okay. That's good news. Uh, do they have I, a I Do they have a director attached to that? Because the director. Yeah, of, I said. Denis Villeneuve, he's the guy who did That's Arrival, the, and he did... Yeah, yeah, so, so I'm sorry, so he's, he's, you said writer, he's writing and directing? No, Eric Roth, the writer of Forrest Gump, is writing oh, the sorry. script for Villeneuve's Dune. Gotcha, missed that cool. part. Yeah. And that, I, I approve of that, that was a good thing. Cool. Anything? Yeah, I'm, 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 when I heard that he was attached to it, I'm like, well, this could be good. Hopefully it's serious, because lots of people get attached to it, and it never turns into anything. By the way, uh, I, I I am reading Dune. Oh, good. Finally. It's great. For, oh, yeah, it's a great book. Well, I, because somebody refused to watch Hedwig, <laughs> and they've been trying to get me to read Dune for a long time. I'm like, I'll tell you what, you watch, Hedwig. You watch Hedwig, I'll, I'll read, read Dune. Dune. How, many, uh, how many pages are you into it? I just started it. Yeah. The reason I asked that is because when I first people recommended the book to me, and a lot, a number of people said like, "Well, you know, you got to get past the first hundred pages." But I loved it from the beginning. I was like, "The hundred pages didn't mean anything to me. I liked it from the get go." Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, two things on Ghost in the Shell. They're 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 doing an animated reboot, <laughs> cool. and they're, they're, it's and the movie is on track to be the biggest bomb of the summer. It's. Uh, I you know we've talked about the the whole whitewashing controversy and stuff and um, I thought this was pretty interesting. I saw somebody went to went and took a camera out on the streets in Japan. And, I saw that too. Yeah, and uh, essentially was asking Japanese people what they thought. Young Japanese people. Young by the Japanese way. people, and and for the most part, most of them thought it was stupid that people were getting upset about. Yeah, it. they were like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, they yeah. get, they, I, I, they made a ahead. point that it's like, well, it's anime, so right, it, right, it doesn't. That's it's a why when you think of anime and you think of what they used to call anime eyes, it it was the the, the trying to duplicate the sure. big eyes of the the, the, right. the American. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, knowing that that was part of their audience. Exactly, right. exactly. Um, I saw that movie, by the way. Did you guys see it? The Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. No. No. I'll, I'll I'll talk about it when we get to the end. Okay, good. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They're re- someone's redoing the score with a full orchestra. Yeah, and, and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. uh, it's really good. Um, 
Yeah, and the uh, Kyoto brothers are part of. Are they really? Yeah, they're in on it. Yeah. It's, oh, that's it's, very it's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, are, that, are they featuring those clowns in the new Stephen King movie? It. No. You know what? Oh, oh, the, uh, did we talk about the trailer? The trailer that ran on on it. Anyway. Killer uh, clowns in the gutter. It looks. I'm I'm okay with the way. It, it looks it's fine. Looking. It, uh, uh, the well, the funny thing about the trailer is it's almost a repeat of the beginning of. Of the, the, of the TV of show. The TV show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Brett Ratner wants to do a Hugh Hefner biography. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Brett Ratner is, is still making movies. Right. Um, and I just don't see... You, you'd need a huge star to carry that. A huge You would, star. and he has a very distinctive way of speaking, uh-huh. and like they, yeah. it's, they're going to... It'd be tough. Yeah. Is it like a film for a theatrical lease or a Netflix, HBO, Showtime? No, he's, he's, yeah, he's just talking about that he really wants to, he wants to he's do it. He's been it's, wanting to so do it. So actually, it's on nothing it. at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's him going like, yeah, I'd do one of those. Um, they have sharks with laser uh, beams <laughs> on their head. I'd, I'd see it. Uh, uh, well, you know, he did Rush Hour. and you know, he, yeah. he, he can make a film. Yeah. They're just usually stupid. Um What's, Nick, what's the what's the great thing to say? It's like, what do you think about that movie? And you're like, well, it, it, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie. It's just a movie. Right. Nickelodeon is doing an Invader Zim movie. Okay. It's animated. Um, Why do I always think of Earthworm Jim? Like, were they around at the same time? They, well, you know, we when we were doing Carpenoctum, the first issue that we put out, we published a an introductory piece to Johnny the Homicidal Maniac right. that um, before anyone did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, Joan's a friend, and, and I think it's a good thing. For, for, uh, it's It still sells stuff at Hot Topic. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and uh, so there's clearly an audience for it. Right. The uh, measuring stick for anything that's popular. Well, you Hot know. Hot Topic. It, it is resurrected. Look at all the re- the interest now in reunions. There was a Buffy reunion, and the my my Facebook feed exploded with all this shit about people talking about, you know, who should Spike have gone to bed with Buffy? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there's uh Did you guys talk about? Because uh, speaking of that, you got Mystery Science Theater three thousand coming back on Netflix, and that was a Friday. Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah, that was a Kickstarter program with like the most money they ever made in a Kickstarter yeah, program. Yeah, man, speaking of Kickstarter, I really want to see that Tura Santana uh, oh, the, documentary. Yeah, the Tura yeah, Santana documentary. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That does look yeah, good. That does look good. Um, I'm not excited about Mystery Science Studio 3000 coming back, by the way. Oh, I have no problem with it. As long as they they show the movies, um, For me, I'm it's okay. about the movies. For a long yeah. time, I, I'd get aggravated because I could only find... A particular movie through Mystery Science Theater. There's one in particular that I'm, um, the clone something or other, but you, the only way you can get it is, is, uh, is, is through the yeah. on the new, on the. The other thing too about what made the show great was, as Langley alluded to, like you still got to see these movies, right? right. Yeah. So, so it was an experience of watching these movies, and it was limited. You, you know, you 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 had a, like three people sitting around making jokes, having a good time, mm-hmm. and it was very enjoyable. But when you look at the cast and like they got professional comedians and stuff in this show, it's like, well, now it's like here's I'm being a little hyperbolic, but it's like, oh, like, like there's 30 people involved uh, in, in on this show now, and it's like, ah, yeah, I don't you know. know. I with 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 uh, Patton Oswalt being involved and 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 Felicia and Day. the Felicia Day and the and Joel is is helping to write. Yeah, you it. got you got I, some good people, I'm but it, it might okay. be overkill. Yeah, maybe. 
yeah. I'm, I'm kind of okay. I, as I, long as they remember what they're there for, and that's the films, right. and not their fucking between... I, to be honest, yeah, because that, that's where you lost me when they started I doing all that, that stuff sidebar on Netflix stuff. And I go right past until the beginning of yeah. the film because I don't care. I don't care about the sticky stuff. So yeah. Well, in the early days of the show, they they did little vignettes, but they were they were rare mm-hmm. and they were short. Yeah, yeah. And then towards the end, they got way long with their little antics, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I don't care about this. All the mic years. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael Bay says there are more Transformers film quote in the pipe. Hot dog. Fourteen more. Oh, give me twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, that just makes me laugh. It just makes me want to punch myself in the face repeatedly. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Please, Langley, don't, don't. We need you for these podcasts. Real quickly, uh, some trailers that came out. There was a new Mummy trailer. Hey, American Gods. Anybody mention that? Uh, no, American. Yeah, we mentioned it before, but it's, okay. it's almost it's out, right? It's no, it's coming out on the end of the month. Okay. Sure. I I know someone that is reading just finished reading a Nancy Boys and she was like, I don't get it. I don't get why people are digging this guy. Any yeah. excitement though for American Gods? Doesn't sound like it. Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. coming out, and I think the Game and Faithful are are into it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So I, the, the, the thing I'm most excited for right now in the theater is The Void. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's playing at the Limelight now. Is it right now? This yeah, week? it started. Uh, started right on. Friday. Yeah. Right on. Uh, I read a review, and it sounds exact. It sounds like it delivers on everything that it promises. It's not going to be a, a, a you know an amazing movie, but everything that you think it's supposed to be, it is. Oh, cool. So I'm, right I'm really excited. Right on. Uh, mummy trailer. Uh, more of a backstory on the female me. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I don't know. I I I, I just I. Uh, it feels like it I'm, continues to feel like Mission Impossible. Right, <laughs> it's true. Like, it, and and uh, I I I really dislike this this thing they've done with the Universal monsters as action movies. I just I hate it. They're gonna. It's coming an avalanche. Of, I, I know this stuff is coming. I know, and and. I, uh, I agree. I've said for a long time uh, they should set them back like a hundred years ago and make them kind of gothic horror. And I would like, I, I would to, like see to see them tie into it, but make, I don't, I don't make, like I don't like these modern movies. Make the pyramid uh, an old dark house. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the mummy, it, it, the original mummy, is not that great of a movie. There's not a lot happens. Right. But there are some shots in there. That are fun. awesome. Just the shot of the of just the bandage going across the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great oh, all filmmaking. The Carlos yeah. makeup. Carlos makeup was great. But this this looks like explodey. Things yeah. are exploding. Yeah, there's lots of net traders. Lots of explosions. Um, sure. They're banking, I think, on Cruise and the hotness of the mummy. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm I saying know. that. I, I just, <laughs> but, the, but she's in those bandages. No, I, she looks great. Yeah. She looks great. He does. Um, but yeah, it just feels like a Mission Impossible film. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of scares me is like if this is the start of your Universal monster cinematic universe. God help us with Frankenstein oh, and it's, Dracula. It's not. Well, we've already done that. Yeah, they've already it, done Frankenstein. It was, uh, what was it, Dracula Untold? Dracula no, 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 no. That's that stuff is that stuff supposedly that was going to be the beginning. 
this is the beginning. This is the, the yeah. new reboot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They had Dracula Untold was supposedly going to be the start. In fact, they were debating it before the, the movie even came out. Like, is huh. this the start of it? Is it not the start of it? And eventually, I think it wasn't the start of it because it didn't do all that well. But this is supposed to be the start of that. Well, there was Just also like Kong the, Skull Island is the start of that universe. Yeah. This is supposed to be the start the, of this. There was also the uh, Daniel Radcliffe, James McAvoy, Frankenstein. Movie. Victor Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein. Which yeah, which I, I, so supposedly dubbed the gay Frankenstein. I don't know. Because <laughs> so, it was about their relationship. And da, 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 da. Well, the monster <laughs> could be transgendered, I guess. Another is the... Uh, Trailer for this movie, Mifune, which is a looks like a bio documentary on yeah. Fisher and Mifune. And that looks great. I, oh. I, I totally welcome so that. In. Yeah, that's, yeah. So in. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Do, one on, do, one, do one on um, Shintaro Katsu. Yeah. Do one on Thomas Saburo Wakayama. Mm -hmm. I'm down. I'm now, this movie's out, though. You can get this through Netflix and the Mifune last uh, summer. It's, Netflix has it coming out. It, it, it's, I think it's due to come out within the next day or so because I, I just added it to my queue. And, of course, I get my queue in alphabetical order, <laughs> so I had to move it. But, yeah, it's coming out in the next week or so. Uh, but it, it, it's already had a theatrical run, and it looks great. I can't yeah. Um, Maudie, did you watch the trailer for this, anybody? I did I not. I did, yeah. I did not. It, it, it looked like um, indie, character-driven... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, which can be it, great. And, and Ethan Hawke yeah. stretching his muscles. Mm -hmm. I think it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. I, uh, it's a, obviously a romantic drama, so I'll be sure to bring my real doll with me when I see it. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but it, the, it looks kind of Nelly, like Nell. Yeah. Um, it look. It feels like. Um, Ethan Hawke, this is his uh, another bid for you know like I'm a, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm a serious I'm actor. Yeah. The other guy, but I'm, I'm I'm in. I I'm I I would I would gladly watch this movie at any. I wonder what Ethan Hawke would say if you listened to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's his bid to be a like, real actor. I've been a real actor all along. I think yeah. I think that there are films that people take to for for not respectability and they they, they, sure. they may take less money because they know it's going to be allow them to chew a little more scenery and well maybe allows muscle. them to stretch yeah like stretch their acting chops yeah yeah exactly exactly but this 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 is uh th this looks i'm down by the way so it's kind of like when someone did stop or i'll shoot your mother right he's like it's allowing <laughs> to expand like, yeah He's, 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 That's why he did Copland, comedy. though. He was, he That's was why good. he did Copland. He was oh. good in Copland. Go he was fine in Copland. With Mama, um, he was going for a second Oscar. Um, he, he was, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, Oscar Meyer Wiener, maybe. He did so, a movie called Oscar. He did. He go did. ahead. I know, I know. Yeah, he start, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Which wasn't that good either. Like Oscar Meyer about, Wiener. Uh, independent, you know, kind of character-driven, smaller movies that I some of which I really like and some of which I, I just can't sit through. Um, have, did either of you guys see Captain Fantastic? No. Oh, my God. You, it's good. You, you should see that movie. It's Wait, really Vigo. good. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? Um, Viggo Mortensen's Raising a Family up in the up here in Washington oh, yes. somewhere. Yeah, that came out fairly recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. So you. So it's good to see you're saying it's, it's a good it's, movie? Yeah, it's an excellent movie. And uh, it's got a it's got a little bit of something for everybody. It's It, it even Gun has fights? some knife fighting. Does it? Yeah. It kind of, or at least knife instructions. Okay, Does it have wow. sharks with lasers? Uh, that's cool. Well, 
I don't. I don't think only one film has sharks with lasers. Yeah, and that's um, not the last case. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had Irene. The Romans did that. They were pretty. They were ahead of their time. The Romans. New, new Jackie Chan, Bleeding Steel. Okay, Wait. I don't know what that trader's about. I have. I have no idea I what that either. movie's about. I, I even looked it. it up. Like, what's this movie about? It doesn't even tell you. Huh. It, it no... looks like it's a Jackie Chan film, but it it's an older Jackie Chan film. Well, you, I, so, but you can't. I mean, it's he's they're at the they're in Australia on top of that uh, the the music hall or whatever that place is there. Yeah, good like, job on that because they're on the top of the Sydney Opera House. Right there, and you that, go. Yeah, and, that and looks it's like great, and it looks great because there's a guy. It looks standing. great, and but, but what, what's and, going on? And that's kind of a that's kind of a, a a throwback to something that he did a lot during his heyday mm-hmm. was he would go and they would stage fights in these like really iconic right. um, it, like them running down that building. In Dubai, I think. Yeah, it the is face the of the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I <laughs> like the time he did that fight in Kentucky Fried Chicken in Shanghai. <laughs> I feel like that's the the hell of an action hero, right? Because at some point you're doing stuff and you're 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 not forty or thirty anymore. You're right. fifty or sixty or seventy. Well, and it's it, you know he's the type of actor that he could. He could make straight drama and, and has and has and uh, but I don't think they, they they do as well. They probably don't because he's known for you know something in particular. Well, first uh, of all, though, we don't even know what this movie's really about. I mean, we don't know if it's a martial arts movie. If it's just as no, Langley says, I'm he's guaranteeing just... it's a martial arts movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, but you don't get any of that. They're film. not. They didn't go to the top of the Sydney Opera House to chat. You know, you never know. They did. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, I have a conversation. Play chess. <laughs> like play or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, sometime next know. year they just they they meet on top of the Sydney Opera House just <laughs> <laughs> to hang out. The quickening. <laughs> I feel the quickening. Um, Alien Covenant trailer. Uh, sure. Which one? I've yeah, seen a, a couple. A new one that just came out. Wow. Oh. It uh, emphasizes the aliens more. Yeah. I I it, I. It looks great. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm there. All, yeah, I don't even need to see a trailer. Just go sequel to Pr- Prometheus. Okay, yeah. I'm there. Uh, made for Netflix movie uh, War Machine by a guy named David McCoy. Now, when you, had me, when you sent that to me, I'm going like, War Machine? Was this a James Rhodes movie, a Marvel spinoff? Like, no, yeah. it's, it's a political satire. Oh, okay. From the people who did the big short. Yeah, he wrote, uh, the director is the guy who wrote um, Hesher and Animal Kingdom. Hesher, I like that movie. Yeah. yeah. That's why. He, yeah, I think, isn't this, it looked like, well, so it's, at first you don't notice, but then it's like, oh, that's, is that Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah. that's kind of like it's Brad kind, Pitt doing. His character is kind of a young, uh, a young, younger version of the character in *Inglorious Bastard*. Right, lantern jaw. He kind of looks yeah. like it, yeah. Yeah. By yeah. way of Patton, because he has that kind of gravelly voice, like George Scott. Yeah. But I believe this is based upon. I mean, I, I, I think this is based upon that the general that did kind of uh, Stanley McChrystal, who was in, in Afghanistan, who got in trouble from making some comments in, in uh, *Rolling Stone*, and then was relieved because he was considered this brilliant commander, mm-hmm. and eventually had to step down. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking it might be loosely based on that guy's life. Yeah, it, it looks fine. It looks very much like that in the same vibe of like the men who stare at goats and yeah, yeah. that's a good movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. Although so, man, hopefully Netflix is going crazy, right? Netflix, I mean, they're everywhere now. It is amazing. They're they're dumping. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is 
their, um, for example, their stand-up comedy line has been very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're starting to release other stand-up specials, but they're in Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, got, uh, com- Spanish comedians, or or there's a French guy mm-hmm. or, or whatever, and um, uh, and they're pr- producing all of them and they're moving them forward and they're doing the same thing with certain series. Um, second tier BBC series that you know, didn't make it to series maybe there or whatever um, and they're bringing them here so they're, they, are, they are killing it finally, my only bone to pick with them is, is that they're really late on putting stuff out on disc and, and sometimes even streaming it's built into the agreement they have with um, the I don't care Tom <laughs> I want this stuff on disc because they have, they have to give leverage room to um, uh, uh, services like HBO and Showtime right. and whatever they have to give that, and the reason why is a lot of that is grandfathered in because they were there before the video, right? Mark, you know, so you get preferential treatment. Um, trailer for a documentary called LA '92 about the LA riots. Sure, looks great. Yeah, looks looks solid. It, it looks and and and, kind and of informative. I was I lived through it, and there was stuff in the trailer that I didn't know. Right. So that's yeah, and I always like seeing documentaries that make me feel bad. <laughs> and just here's another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Japanese trip for Full Metal Alchemist looks great. Look, look, for for the its intended audience, that Power Ranger audience. Right, right. I think it's going to teach a lot of those guys what how it's done. How, yeah, yeah. Because it's got some a lot of the animation that uh, live action, but it's right. computer generated. But it looks it looks fun, and it's a hugely popular series. Um, and Brian, we talked about the Osiris Child. Yeah, uh, uh, another sci-fi thing looks. It 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 to me it it feels like, and I know it has nothing to do. The the story is not the same at all, but it it feels like um, it kind of feels like Oblivion. The look of yeah it. yeah, it had kind of that District Nine vibe. Yeah mm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah. You know, yeah, instead, yeah. Instead of South Africa, it's, a, it's an Australian film, and mm-hmm. it looks like it has kind of um, a kind of a traditional B plot, maybe B story, but with A special effects, so to speak. Right. Mm. So so it, it could be interesting, but it doesn't wow me. But it, it might be one of those you know, in in a sense, like a Peplum movie, right? You, you just put it on, you don't think about it. It's kind of right. enjoyable. It, uh, that's, kind of, it, that's kind of the vibe I get from it. Yeah, yeah. The whole it's got a little Fury Road nid, little yeah, you know all of the above. There's probably uh, something we all would find to like about it. Oh, I, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lady well, we Bird. might, we might. You said Fury Road, we might. Um, might be something there. And then finally, a film called Lady Blood Fight might as well be called Lady Blood Sport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it, it totally looks like that, doesn't it's it? It's Bloodsport. It's straight up. Yeah. I've, I've come to train the Kumite. Is literally what she says to really? this person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's. I got so sick of, of the. But it's uh, another uh, maybe possibly whitewashing, right? Where it feels, you got a. It feels like the Asylum has something to do with it. The the production company, the uh, Asylum, that does those mock you mockbusters. Yeah. yeah. This this thing looks terrible. Hmm. Um. I'd see it though. No, I'd I'm see it. I get a kick out of this. Brian stuff. just a minute ago was talking about Kubrick, and now he's going, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I, I'd watch this." Well, no, if, if well, hell, if Kubrick made Lady Blood Fight, I'd be all over it without even thinking twice. But, uh, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I wonder if this is going to be, you know, because you have, because you see these movies quite a bit. It's like, like a, 
a, a white actor going to some Asian country to learn some mystical Asian art, and and uh, um, you know I'm sure they learned some valuable lessons along the way, like make your bed in the morning or something. But right. you know, I mean, it's it's kind of silly sometimes in these movies. But I'd see it. I'd go see it. Uh, and then we'll hey, I saw Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we all saw Sucker Punch. Have we seen it again? That's the question. I did. I watched it. I saw it in the theater, and I watched it once when it was on cable. <clears throat> I'd be curious to go back and see it again. I, I, I liked it a little. I liked it a little better on cable. Once you get it, yeah. I, I would like yeah. to know if if I remember it being as bad as, like, if it's as bad as how I remember it. Well, you know that's the thing. In a lot of movies, Langley, it's like sometimes you really dislike something. I've done this myself, and because you got it out of your system, right? When you come back to visit it, you're like, eh, all right, well, was it, wasn't but no, that bad. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's not a great movie by any standard. Zack Snyder will always be, at the very least, visually interesting. Yes. That's, so, that's true. There's that. Yeah. So, the, and a lot of times people can do, and, and this, and Sucker Punch kind of typifies that. It's like, you can do these scenes that look good. It's the tying them all together that's right. the problem. Right. You know? Um, yeah, and I think some, sometimes people get hung up on the visuals. Like, oh, this looks so cool. Like, yeah, but you still need a story. You yeah. still need a foundation right. for what you're doing. There needs to be a reason for her to yeah. fly through the air with a, a gun strapped to her. You know, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian, did you see anything good this week? Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, there's two movies. I watched uh, a new movie, Ghost in the Shell, and then I watched one on DVD, which I'll talk about. But Ghost in the Shell, um, I think most people are probably familiar with it. I did like it. Uh, but once again, I, I was hoping this could be more. You know, I, I, you were thinking like this could be a great sci-fi movie, can deal with topics that are very sci- uh, sci-fi driven, and it's just pretty much a straight action movie. With uh, I mean, it could be it's about industrial espionage. You could say that's yep. a movie, uh, but set in the uh, futuristic uh, Japan. Um, I don't have a problem uh, with Scarlett Johansson in the role. They, 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 they allude to what she was before she was uh, uh, Andrew with uh, her consciousness in there. Uh, so they kind of handle it. But um, I liked it, uh, but, I don't, but it's, it's no great shakes. The one thing that I, that I, I took away from it was um, I was amazed when I first saw the trailers how much it reminded me of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And when I reflect upon it, even though Blade Runner was made over 30 years ago, Blade Runner did a better job with their visuals than Ghost in the Shell. And I thought, that's kind of sad, because we're many years past the 80s, mm-hmm. and I would think it would be better. And the world in Blade Runner was more fascinating to me, right? Even though they're not beating you overhead with, with, uh, over the head with what's going on, you had all these little side shots of things in that world. And in uh, Ghost in the Shell, they just kind of concentrated kind of on one type of a- aspect of that, of that world, which are these giant, like... Uh, uh, giant uh, advertisements in the city. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think if you go in without expecting too much, I think you should like it. The anime movie, still better in my opinion. And, um, uh, but uh, I, I liked it. And the other movie I saw, um, well, uh, I've been wanting to see this for a while, and all I have to say is uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, if people have seen his stuff, um, it's called Only God Forgives with Ryan oh, Gosling. Yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> and I have no idea. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, should I hate this movie? Should I like this movie? What's this movie about? I, I, you know, when I came away thinking, like, is it about hallways and the color red? <laughs> I, 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 man, I really I wrestled say, with that. I, I will say this about that movie is that it, it makes... Tim Conway's old man character (laughs) 
look blindingly fast. Yeah, like the Flash. Uh, yeah. 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 There, yeah. I mean, it's it is. I, I don't think uh, Gosling has maybe twelve lines in the damn movie. I think the whole I, uh, thing is an excursion into really despicable people. I think and so. That's after, and from there, it's just. I think a there's a general thing. message about cultural appropriation, also. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, I can see that. Like you know, you come to a place and you act like you know, and, and people are gonna ain't gonna put up with your shit. But yeah, I just I tried because and I love Raffin. Uh, yeah, he's always really interesting, but it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, he's kind of like Terrence Malick. I mean, sometimes his movies are great, but there are times like, is this an act workshop? Is this what is this right? right. right. And when I watch this movie, and 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 maybe Langley and, and Tom, you can speak to it. It's like I'm really not sure what I'm supposed to take away from it because you can you can walk out of there going, man, that was rather interesting. Uh, ooh, I, I had to yeah. think about it. Or you could walk out of there going like, oh, that was a waste of time. His, his but then people will say like, oh, you don't get it. You don't get it. You missed it. Like, his, well, what's he trying to tell me? I'm a, I'm a reasonably intelligent person. I, if I didn't get it, it's not entirely my fault. Right. I, I, I think a lot of times people who are saying that are just way too cool for school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I so. can't rec- I can't recommend it. Let's put it that way. Okay. You? Uh <laughs> Are you kidding? I've been living at work. Oh, okay. Literally running home for cat naps and then going back again. The, the, I know that I had mentioned them before, but, you know, uh, I was going to say, it, if you're in the mood for something weird, um, I, I have to re-recommend, like, go and check out Swiss Army Man, because that, okay. that movie is so fucking cool and just Fun. so weird and absurd and mm-hmm. ridiculous. Right on. Much, be- much better than The Lobster. Now, what is that? What's, if you could reduce that movie to a single sentence of what it's a, what what makes it worth seeing? Road what picture. Say? It's a road picture. All right. It's a buddy film. Yeah. It's a buddy film with a farting, water spouting cadaver. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, yeah. What I would, else do I you agree, need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. What else do I word, need? Words cadaver for, with yeah. dead Harry Potter. <laughs> I think yeah. the only thing I need is a free movie ticket to see it. Yeah, no, it's not on, no, it's not on video. I'm serious. You no, I know, no, I know, yeah. That was, that uh, was a metaphor. I okay. want to say I still have it on over there on my desk. That's great. Could be you should wrong. watch it. Uh, okay, so me. Um, it's been a bad week. <laughs> I put a lot, I've been working here in, the, in, in my office, and I put on movies, and it's been a bad, bad week. Um, it, it started with Knuckle, which was it's a fine documentary on yeah. on travelers and bare knuckle fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, a non exploitation movie called Sacred Flesh, which I don't recommend. It's on Redemption Video. I mm-hmm. don't recommend it at all. Okay. Ever. Okay. <laughs> um, another zombie movie called Dead Genesis. Never. Ever. <laughs> uh, documentary uh, called The Quantum Activist about. Uh, Name's escaping me now. The guy um, with the hair. The guy with the hair. Uh, yeah, talking about he's a quantum physicist and he's talking about uh, applying some of those those things to clearly. A <laughs> um, uh, Korean film called Unborn but Forgotten. Kind of a heavy-handed horror take on abortion and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Japanese spl- uh, splatter film called Grotesque. Um, if you like things like guinea pig and violent shit and you know uh, a lot of toe tag movies the fred vogel right. stuff 
you're going to love that. Uh, best of the week was a documentary called Young Yakuza. Um, a French filmmaker became embedded in a Japanese Yakuza gang mm -hmm. for 18 months. And the film is about the sort of hierarchy of new men coming in and the things they have to do for the for the older guys sure. and, and sort of working your way up through the organization. Fascinating. Mm. Uh, I want to say it's available on YouTube in its entirety, um, but if you have an interest in that kind of stuff, cool, it's great. Uh, next week, we are uh, for episode one nineteen. We are going to do something that is going to make a lot of people really happy, and that's a, a show on King Kong. Yes. So that's going to be fun. Uh, and in the coming up after that, we've got some guests coming up. Yeah. So more fun uh gentlemen as always it's a pleasure anybody got anything else before we get out of here no i got nothing um the only thing i'd say is uh, uh if you're if you happen to be up in this general neck of the woods crypticon's coming up crypticon's coming i'm doing a lot we're doing a lot of stuff yeah we are yeah you're doing uh, like a shit ton of yeah i'm doing panels. a lot of panels i i need to do a lot of panels I, i'm doing five and yeah. that's that's a, a i i wish i was doing three yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many days is the this con? Three, three. It's the fifth, sixth, and seventh. It's mm -hmm. at a uh, double tree up at SeaTac. Yeah. So you guys are doing panels on all three days. Yeah, I'm doing panels on all. all yes, yeah. we're gonna be yeah. there all three days. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. All You're three gonna days. be filming stuff for bleeding. Yeah, I'm gonna be running around with Bleeding Ham filming um, stuff. So, well, mostly I'll be wrangling interviews like. They got good people. Going a lot on. of Romero people this year, yeah. and um, some Return of the Living Dead people. And uh, I'm interviewing the folks from Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. um, one of them, Emgi, uh, dropped out, so they may slot in Kenpori. I don't know. I'm waiting to hear. That would, that would be cool. But it'll be it fun. Makes sense. It's the first. Yeah, it's the first thing I'm doing in the, in the entire um, uh, con is that interview, and then I the think rest the, of it. So the first cool. night I'm moderating. Um, like erotic horror or eroticism. Horror. There's a philosophy and horror panel that I'm doing that it's they want it to be a debate uh, between different outlooks. Yeah, that's going to be weird. And I don't know how I feel about that. It's I don't know how that ends well. It'll be fine. It, it yeah. won't end well. Once I call someone a jagoff, <laughs> I don't know how that ends well. All right. So for the Boys Hero Podcast, I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Brian Ellison. And I'm Langley West. Stay scary. <laughs>